Hello everyone and welcome back to Going Purple with me, Lizzie McIntosh, where we get to talk about serious F1 stuff in a not so serious way. Hello, how's it going? I hope you're all doing really, really well. I'm recording this intro the day before Quali for the Australian Grand Prix. So a little moment um, for all of us waking up at ridiculous times this weekend. Um, but it should be really good. I'm really excited for it. I have been thinking a lot about the podcast lately, um, not just because it is my baby and I have put a lot of love, blood, sweat and tears into it, but also because I've just been thinking about what I want going purple to look like and how I want it to be and to cut basically a really long story short, <laughs> a really long story short, I, I've decided I love the fact that the podcast is more feature based, it's more interview based. I've always said I want to go in purple to be where we talked about bigger issues in Formula One and I think that's what we've done so far. The conversations I've had on this podcast already have been some of the most interesting I've had in all of my 22 years. Um... And I like how TikTok is the home of like daily news-based, race-based, very uh, contemporary. Mm, is that the right word? Contem contemporaneous? No. Uh, content. It's news-based. It's way more info-based. I present the content to you. And I like how these episodes are way more of a deep dive into things like F1 presenting, into being an F2 driver. That's pretty cool, if I do say so myself. And looking at today's episode about esports and gaming, I literally know nothing about gaming. So yes, a little podcast update for you all. On that, I am starting to think I would quite like to do a second episode every month that's more like a race recap of the last couple of weeks. Maybe that's where I do some questions every month, a little Q&A on my Instagram or something like that. Let me know if you guys would like to hear that on my socials at Lissy McIntosh on TikTok and Instagram. It's a shameless plug, but we'll take it because it is my podcast and I make the rules. Anyway, talking about gaming, talking about interesting guests, I have got a gem of a guest on the podcast for you guys today, Mr. Arava. Arava is a content creator. He's a let me just turn my phone off real quick. Arava is a content creator, he's a gamer, he is an F1 fan, and he's a part of Team Quadrant, which is the apparel, gaming, and lifestyle company by Lando Norris himself. He is signed to Veloce as a content creator. He's worked with F1 teams like Alfa Romeo in the past. He creates YouTube videos to over 600,000 subscribers. But aside from all of his incredible achievements, he's honestly just one of the nicest guys I've had the pleasure of sitting down with for an hour, chatting all about gaming, all about esports, all about Quadrant. As I say, I am a gaming newbie. I am... Um, the F1 game and I, uh, we're not friends at the moment because even with every single assist on, I am, I'm in P20 within one lap. Um, but that's fine. It's fine. It's not, it's, it's clearly maybe not my thing, but Quadrant, I'm still available. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for coming on. We have Arava with us today, underscore Arava, if we're being... For being serious. <laughs> um, Arava is a gaming 
elite content creator and member of Quadrant. This is what I've been told, the creme de la creme. Um, So yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. I don't know about elite. I think many people would disagree (laughs) with that term, elite, depending on like performance on the game. But um, I'll take it, I'll take it. I've been around for a while, so I guess that's that's, uh, the, the memo. Yeah, I mean, if Charles Leclerc is calling you pretty fast, then um, I think you're pretty good. Ah, so you've done your research then. I have. <laughs> yeah, that one, I don't brag about that enough, actually. I, I actually forget that that happened once. So, uh, yeah, that okay. was a pretty sweet moment. Sh- shameless plug, I've raced Charles Leclerc in the F1 game. <laughs> Go yeah, watch during, it. Uh, yeah, during during the lockdown racing, uh, that very weird time where F1 drivers were racing youtubers um yeah, yeah I got the chance to 1v1 him and he, he he may have said just to be polite you're pretty quick <laughs> but I think it was merely just to be polite <laughs> damn well that must have been like pretty insane talk me through where you started in content creation gaming which one came first chicken or the egg content creation or gaming yeah um <laughs> yeah so it was the gaming it was the gaming for sure I've always okay. been a gamer since like young not just f1 my f1 I got quite late into um okay. I only started f1 gaming like 2010 when the the first Codemasters game came out so very okay. late in the game really compared to how old I am um and how like other fellow creators okay. uh, have been doing it like some of my fellow creators have been playing f1 games since they were like six whereas I only oh, got wow. into it like you know I only got into it as a teenager so my two um, weeks are like nothing let's just two weeks, over that. two weeks i tried playing the game the first there. time for uh, two weeks ago and then i was hearing people being like yeah i don't have any assists on i was like i'm in casual mode i've got every assist on ah. <laughs> and they're staying on you're, you're in a you're in a mode that didn't exist in the f1 game two years ago they only put really? that in two years ago to open it up to more casuals um for, yeah. for exactly this reason to it try worked. and get more people into it yeah okay. um so yeah, it was a while ago, uh, F1 Gaming started 2010. Uh, the content creation started a little bit later than 2012. So on, on the on the year where we had that insane year where there was like seven different winners mm-hmm. in seven races, that was like the first year where I started uploading videos. Okay. Very basic compared to now. Like I'm talking like a camera pointed at a TV to mm-hmm. record the gameplay very early on. Um, and then, yeah, since then, just obviously I was in school. So I was yeah. still doing you know, like GCSEs and A-levels all the while maybe uploading like you know one or two videos a week um then went to uni and was still mm-hmm. trying to upload which was i still don't know how i managed it to be honest because i was doing an engineering degree and okay. at the same time wow as a part-time job so that was uh very fiddly but uh managed it in the end ironically i was trying to do uh, i did automate uh, uh aerospace engineering at, at, at uni to try and become an f1 engineer ironically i'm maybe actually a lot closer to the sport <laughs> then I would have been trying to go down that route because it's so hard to get into uh wow. I was gonna so say hard. I mean your job didn't exist when you were in school really yeah no yeah yeah the, yeah this <laughs> job right now was not a, a, a career path for me so okay. when I was in school uh you, you're kind of aging me there as well because I think nowadays like most kids are like oh, I want to become a YouTuber but <laughs> when I was uh, way back in the day um yeah, was uh, definitely not a part. So yeah, I was very traditional, you know, I was going to be, you know, one of those oh. very, well, I am still very nerdy, but I was going to be one of those nerds that went to engineering school, mm-hmm. trying to become an engineer, uh, trying to get into F1 that way. But um, basically, by the time I got to graduation, I kind of was at a point with YouTube where I thought, you know what, if I just gave myself a year yeah. just to try it, you know, I, I'll yeah. regret it if I didn't do it, basically. So, and I'm still on that year. I've still mm-hmm. not, I've not looked back <laughs> on that, basically. So um, Just a really long gap here. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's dream. So, I love um, it. 
yeah so the degrees kind of just I've got it you know it's just sat there you know collecting yeah. dust basically but um whether I, well, I have used it a few times in my videos but whether yeah. I use it properly I don't think so now because I'm so you know head into content creation now yeah. so I feel like if I ever had to give up YouTube I'll probably just do something in media I reckon but fair keep that keep but that yeah. degree in the brag bag another one just yeah. in case you ever need it essentially yeah. <laughs> so, so it's whilst, been, um, yeah yeah it's whilst, been long it's been like 10 years Wow. Okay. So whilst you were at uni, were you uploading, this is something I have major respect for you for, is how you upload a video, a YouTube video every day. That's insane. Right. <laughs> um, were you doing that whilst you were at uni? And my second uh, question is, how do you do it now? Absolutely not. I was not doing it in uni. Okay. In uni, I probably managed about, I would say, oh, it's off the rim now, like maybe three videos a week. Okay, so I think fair. I, I, think I, I think I would do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday just okay. to kind of keep a nice schedule going. Okay. Um, um, how I did that, I don't actually know, <laughs> to be honest, especially my last year. You know, if anyone out there is doing like an engineering degree, they'll know, they'll testify. Yeah. The last year is so much work with a dissertation. Then you've got all the exams about, you know, 5 million of them. So mm -hmm. I don't know how I was still uploading during my exam period. So I don't really actually know necessarily how I managed it. I just, it's all a blur now. Yeah. Um, a lot of time it. management, a lot of time management. I think uh, I've been very always obsessive with making sure I make use of my time. Mm -hmm. uh, always like, you know, very like coordinated with my planning of like not every hour of the day, but big chunks of it. So oh, really get very, I get very obsessed with it. So I think it was that that probably helped, you know, like, oh, if my lecture ends, I'll, you know, race home and then I'll do two hours of like, you know, making a video or whatever. Then I'll get into like, you know, course or whatever. So being very disciplined, I guess, is the word with mm -hmm. it. Because I, I don't think you could manage it, uh, uni and YouTube, if you weren't somewhat disciplined or just no. obsessive, I guess. No, you need the um, engineering brain for it, don't you? <laughs> maybe that. Yeah, maybe that was it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Now you say about it. But um, yeah. and then now doing daily videos, um, I don't know. To me, it's second nature. Like, a lot mm -hmm. of people, I've, I've had this recently where people say, I don't know how you do it. But like, it's just very second nature to me to do a video every day because I almost feel... Like I'm, if I'm not doing anything in a day to make a video, I'm kind of like, yeah. what am I actually like? This is my job. So like, what yeah. am I, what am I doing necessarily? And to be fair to, um, you know, com in comparison to, let's say one of my fellow teammates, a quadrant like Niran, yeah. his videos are very, uh, very, very different. They're very mm -hmm. highly edited in some cases, you know, he does a lot of comedic timing with his editing and whatnot. Whereas okay. mine, I've kind of got a blessing of most of its gameplay, you know, gaming stuff. So yeah. there's only so much you can do in the editing with F1 gaming. So there's a point where I, I can edit very quickly, you know, versus like, you know, Niran, let's say, you know, for his flagship series, FTW, that'll mm -hmm. take him like a whole day to edit. Oh, you know, wow. on, the, okay. on, this, on this very day, he's actually editing it. It'll take him the whole day. Whereas <laughs> for me, I could edit a video in, you know, if he really pushed me, maybe about three hours tops. Okay. So I think there's also, uh, you know, the, the content I make helps that, the fact I can do it daily versus maybe wow. highly edited stuff or like IRL stuff, let's say. Okay. Do you ever find actually creating so much content you're like a video making machine these days do you ever kind of get stuck in a bit of a rut of what do I actually am I just like on this yeah. treadmill what's gonna come next do you ever run out of ideas um I would say run out of ideas but there's obviously everyone has like you know points where you know you're maybe stuck you're yeah. you know I think what was it they called it the like the yips sometimes in sports or like okay. you know writer's block yeah. Like if you're a creative, right, writer's block. So I guess that's, you know, sometimes occasion and there might be slower months. I think the F1 off season, I think you'll know, like the F1 mm -hmm. off season, 
you know, if you can get not, through that, you can get through anything. Yeah, I, yeah, very much so. Like I was, I was seeing like, especially like TikTok, I was seeing like bottom of the barrel, like really scraping for content. Clearing out the drafts six times a week. Yeah, yeah, like something you filmed like months ago yeah. just to post. So there are those periods where it's tough. But um, I think again, going back to the whole planning, I, I like to plan a lot. So like I have like this, I don't know if other creators do this on YouTube, but I have like an Excel spreadsheet of the year and every every day has got an idea on it and i'm pretty much i've got that oh filled gosh. in about a month in advance of where i am so for the rest of this month i know it's not a, like a schedule wow. i categorically stick to but it's like a i hope that on this day when it gets to it i can make this idea so yeah. i'm not like just thinking of ideas on the spot week mm -hmm. to week i'm kind of thinking ahead of time especially when uh you know like if the f1 game comes out in july yeah there might be cool ideas that I can think of now. But okay. I'm like, oh, you know what? This idea would work so much better on the new game because there's yeah. a bit more hype about it, maybe new viewers. I think mm -hmm. it's the same way with, yeah, I've even noticed it with like TikToks, like I'll have an idea. I'm like, you know what? This idea is cool, but it might be better later on, like near a Grand Prix or yeah. a certain time of the year, for example. Yeah. Or like there'll be like an audio and you're like, oh, that's a great fit for this hypothetical scenario that mm -hmm. might happen at a race weekend. So I'll mm -hmm. just save the TikTok for then. So there's a lot of there's a lot of planning that goes behind it, I think. Wow. I mean, yeah, I think I was going to ask you as well. You obviously are big on TikTok as well. Do you find that that's slightly more um, easy to kind of just create content as you go on the day as trend as sounds are trending or whatever yeah do you think that's like I think it's hard obviously you're like huge on YouTube and then you've also brought in the TikTok stuff do you think that requires different skills between both apps oh to yeah to it's very different like medium of like content creation for sure I think yeah. for, for me I think I see TikTok as just like any any other of my social media platforms yeah. so yeah. like you know I just you know, the, the same vibe of logging in and like tweeting off my phone or posting on Instagram it's the same sort of thing with TikTok like I'll be out and about maybe and I'll think of an idea and mm -hmm. I'll just post or mm -hmm. you know if I'm here in, in my room and something happens like some F1 news or whatever or like you said like a trending audio just pops up it's just yeah. sort of like oh I might make it I might not you know if I'm into it I might I think there's a little bit less pressure for me at least yeah. personally with TikTok because it's not my main platform I think yeah. if maybe it, I think I've, I've thought about this before because obviously I know like like yourself or other creators like new gen creators I guess you could say of like F1 creation like you guys maybe TikTok's your main your main platform so yeah. if that was my case I think I'd be very maybe different about it because yeah. I'm quite just chilled out about it because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter if okay. my TikTok does well or not really it's just a um, way of having a bit of fun having a bit of connection I guess because also like I said with the gaming stuff Mm. a lot of my videos aren't face cam so you don't see my face yeah so you hear my voice so tiktok's a really good way to like <laughs> connect a little bit more with an audience like that you know face to face in a way you know a bit more personal i guess um and get like you know my name out there more as just like a general creator mm -hmm. in the f1 space rather than the gaming stuff like because i'm sure you know if i go to a grand prix you know someone will come up to me knowing my gaming video yeah but like recently i've had one or two come up to me and they they don't know me from gaming they know me from my tiktok on me really and that's really weird <laughs> yeah i had this recently so i went up to i was out in nottingham i was on a night out night out it was in roxy and Classic. uh yeah and i don't know what was in the water that evening in nottingham but i was out <laughs> with niran as well and uh about four times we had people come up to us and say oh yeah you're from quadrant or whatever okay and that was at the start of the night but then in the middle of the night i, I basically 
I was going to the restroom and as I walked in, there was a bloke that walked out and he stopped me and just went, I know you from somewhere. And he went F1. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, TikTok. And that was like, I was like, what? I was like, yes, I guess so. Maybe. The Aldi catalogue. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was weird. But that's what that's what I mean by I think TikTok for me is just a great way to get my face out there more as a F1 creator. Whereas maybe some people maybe don't even know what I look like. Maybe they just watch, let's say, my main career mode series where I never show my face. Um, so um wow. yeah tiktok's a bit of a different vibe for sure for i think sure. there's uh there's a lot of talent though i think that goes into just knowing what will work as a mm-hmm. trend and mm-hmm. also just you need to be very articulate and creative with your like your expressions or you know just knowing how to edit like there's some mad edits i've seen yeah. like people are really good at editing in three minutes as well it's mad yeah it's that crazy skill like, of like short form content is is people are else. so talented yeah. at editing like either i don't know if they edit it on their phone or like you know they do it on like a computer and then export it yeah some of the edits are mad and then yeah like you said like the short form nature like i'm, I'm sure you're like you're more used to that right yeah. like the short form snappy stuff whereas for me like as a youtuber like like psychologically like making sure like oh video needs to be like 10 minutes long or 15 to like condense it so weird to me so that was something i had to learn a bit it was very you know there was a lot of takes where i'd be trying to say something and i'd have to <laughs> like i got cut off by the one minute mark like oh crap i have to read it Damn. well obviously all your content creation and everything you've done so far has led to some incredible opportunities those being working with veloce working in a role with alfa romeo talk me through both of those things yeah, so uh, Vloche was, uh, came about in 2018. They were mm-hmm. starting up literally that year um, and they're very new. It was kind of founded by three guys. One of them had been, uh, I believe, a Premier League football agent, I think. So he had some, you know, some uh, knowledge of like working with sports stars mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then the others were involved in real racing. Um, I think one of them literally was racing like way back in the day, like actual like formula cars and whatever. Oh, wow. Um, so that's their premise of starting Veloce. I okay. wanted to get into the, the esports space. I was one of their first creators that they signed uh, on and I've been with them ever since. So big vote of faith uh, really for, for them. Uh, and yeah, and then via them uh, in 20, what was it? 19, I think 19. Okay. Uh, that's when F1 Esports started to pick up a bit of traction. So F1 Esports obviously launched in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was the first year. And then after that, teams started to slowly buy into like the whole realm of esports. Yeah. Around the same time, I think that's when F1 Gaming got on the map a little bit. I think before then it was very much like a little private club of like, oh, we're just like hardcore gamers. Whereas <laughs> now it's opened up to, I feel I've seen like people that don't even watch or play the game themselves or maybe watch me because they just like the content, oh, really? for example. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you quickly, what do you think is the appeal of watching someone game? For it's someone like, that's never watched it before. It, yeah, it's, it's well, if you if you played the game, I can see the, the thing of like, okay, you, you want to see how someone else is doing okay. on the game. And then I've had people who don't, they're into gaming. Like, let's say like uh, maybe some Quadrant fans that have found me out from okay, Quadrant, okay. And now they start watching my videos from that. They've told me that, it's like they, they watch it because it's just exciting racing. It's like most Fair. of the time better. It's most of the time better racing than you'll ever get in real life because it's a game. So okay. like, let's say the slipstream just naturally in the game is like so much more powerful. Okay. So you're just getting wheel to wheels like every lap. You're getting like, you know, let's say my career mode series, like crazy transfers that yeah. people want to see in real life, but will ne- never happen 
um, okay. in real life. You know, like let's say like F2 driver Drogovic, mm-hmm. like recently in one of my uh, episodes, won a race in a Lotus Renault. Okay. So that's a massive okay. thing of like, oh, you've got this F2 driver in real life right now, but look mm-hmm. at him in this series, F1 driver winning a winning a race now. So it's that kind of honor, like immersion. You know, almost like you tune into like a like a net Netflix series, whatever. Yeah people tune in to that what I feel like or I can see from the way they tell me they like the series or whatever but they're tuning in like a tv show every day and it's like a tv show just about f1 you're like you're like EastEnders for gaming it's great yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, literally been doing it for 10 years all about the drama all about the drama yeah Uh, uh, that's what everything that's something that I think I try and bake into my content a lot is um I try and add a bit more, just like I feel like with F1, it, there's way more than the racing, you know, mm-hmm. there's like all the, you know, the dr- like, you know, Drive to Survive show that, like there's all the political stuff, there's yeah. driver interactions, you know, yeah. storylines of, you know, people interacting with each other. I try and weave that into my content. Um, so like, you know, whilst, I'll co- whilst I'm commentating, I'll just start making up a story, mm-hmm. but like I'll, I'll stick with it every single episode. So okay. that over the seasons, if you're a viewer that's watched like all 96 episodes, you know the storyline you know that oh x driver like in season one was at this team and then moved to this team moved to this team and there's like an ebb and flow story to it um so that's why i think people that aren't into into the gaming maybe like you're making me i'm gonna go watch all 90 episodes (laughs) (laughs) i could do with a new tv show yeah so i've had people yeah clearly aren't into the in in play the game themselves they just like watching it or even i've quite weirdly enough i still don't understand how i've done this people have told me that they've got into f1 because they've watched a video of mine and then they got into the sport like the sport was second for them which was very very weird that's nuts Um, that's really cool so yeah it's very very odd i think i think recently like quadrant i did a tweet of like who got you to f1 i said my dad and then i had a lot and they all said however (laughs) yeah a few people asked me going yeah no i i kind of knew f1 but then i watched one youtube video of yours and then that got me to watch the real sport a bit more so that's um, pretty cool yeah, yeah. But uh, circling back, what was it? We're talking about just co- the, the content. Yeah, Veloce. <laughs> yeah. F1 getting bigger. Yeah. So F1 getting bigger in 2018. Alfa Romeo came mm-hmm. about. So at this point, all the teams are bought into F1 esports. Like, okay. you know, they're, they're all officially there as teams. Because when okay. it started, they weren't actually signed on. Like F1 uh, was running F1 esports, but yeah. none of the teams had signed like official contracts to be in the, in the series. They were okay. just there because obviously they're in the game yeah <laughs> uh, but now they started launching official teams so you had Alfa Romeo launching a team uh, and Veloce were powering them so essentially like running, them, running the team you. in the background so Veloce do that now with about I think I lost track now four teams mm-hmm. they do Alfa Romeo McLaren Mercedes uh, I think like, okay three teams <laughs> I think they run three teams three okay. That's pretty Three impressive right now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty good. They they run the championship winning Mercedes team with Yano Otmir, so mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, back in 2018, initially they were just doing Alfa Romeo. At the time, uh, you know, myself and Tim Emarduk, Ben, he's another mm-hmm. a big F1 creator. He was signed to Vlogger as well. Uh, but the vibe just fit me a little bit better to maybe okay. go into that. And so the founders were kind of like, okay, we're doing this Alfa Romeo team. We kind of want there to be like a figurehead, like a team principal kind of person, but someone that was from the gaming world. So, okay. that, you know, I could kind of pull my audience and kind of make them buy into this whole esports thing a little bit more, maybe, or maybe get new eyeballs. Because 
in F1 gaming, there's very there's two very distinct audiences. There's like mm-hmm. me, like the career mode, offline, all this story drama stuff, and then there's like the competitive, like league racing. Okay. 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 Where it's all about lap time, very serious racing, and all that stuff. Right. So um, he, they wanted to try and pull maybe some of that core audience from me, which is still a bigger audience in terms of the majority that play the game, mm-hmm. and maybe just get them interested in the esports stuff. Um, so basically, I was like a de facto team principal. It was a bit of a like a like a just a, a placeholder name, really, because okay. in terms of like the management, Veloce was still doing everything. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was essentially like a battle role. But it was very very cool. Okay. Like okay. I remember doing like a, I went to the preseason in twenty eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. and uh, F one wanted to do a piece on east on the esports, and okay. I was there with one of our current then current drivers Danny Bresne for Alfa Romeo and they wanted to interview me and Danny to, okay. about Alfa Romeo because Alfred kindly invited us to be with them at pre-season testing basically mm-hmm. and so there was this very cool moment where I saw F1 post like a video of me uh, interviewing me and Danny and like the lower third comes up with the F1 text and it says Alfa Romeo esports team principal so that was that was a cool moment that was that was very, very cool. screenshot that frame that on yeah, the wall. Li- yeah literally <laughs> I, I, well, not frame it but I did post it on Instagram like oh look at this like this is pretty damn sick so um yeah so that was a very cool period you know that was uh not obviously lasting uh for the whole time so that went for about two years I was involved with Alfa Romeo like that um yeah you great interviewed Kimi Raikkonen and, and other yes. drivers didn't you yeah, that was in the second year. So I got okay. the opportunity to go to Silverstone with Alfa Romeo. And yeah, I actually got to interview Kimi Raikkonen, which was very, very cool. Uh, very uh-huh. surreal. It is was he... nerve wracking. Really? Is he like yeah, as icy as people yeah, think? Yeah, because you have that, you know, <laughs> that was why it was nerve wracking. Because you have that thing. And even like Veloce and uh, like Alfa Romeo's PR guys at the time, um, Pedro, he's left now. But he was telling me like, you know, obviously you know how Kimmy is so he was like let's actually work on the questions and make sure that it's like you know light-hearted yeah and the, the thing with we actually got to was basically Kimmy is actually quite talkative okay if you get him to talk about stuff that he genuinely cares about <laughs> like his family or him or like oh. stuff like that so most of the questions weren't F1 related Fair. I actually asked him about his son like you're gonna get him into gaming and stuff <laughs> I asked about his wife and he was just like, he actually started laughing about, you know, joking about his wife and kid. So it was great because I came away from the the interview. My heart was pounding the whole time. Like, oh my God, this is Kimi Raikkonen, world champion. Came off the interview. I thought it went really well, actually. And then I talked to like the PR guys at Alpha and they're like, you did really well. I don't think I've seen Kimmy laugh that much in any interview this year. Damn, so well done. okay. <laughs> so I was like, wait, that's great job done. Um, So yeah, that was really cool. And then, even more surreal was later on that year, I met Kimmy again at the Alfa Romeo Christmas party because they very kindly invited the esports team there. So we're pretty much frauding our way there. We were, you know, esports. <laughs> Your team, team principal, what are you talking about? <laughs> esports team at the Christmas party. Like, you know, that was that was a, a bit of a fraudulent behavior, but we got there. Um, and it was so funny because you may have seen uh, there's a photo circulating sometimes around Christmas mm-hmm. about Kimmy because he rocked up. So it's a black tie event, formal, and he rocks up being Kimmy. You know, no one can tell him what to do. He rocks up in a onesie a monkey onesie with a hood and he's just he's just on a level he's on a way the best time he's having a great time like he's he's out here like you know 
walking around just joking and he's being pulled by his wife who's in like a very lovely formal dress and like oh dear can you come talk to this person bringing the monkey around with yeah literally so that was funny so I got to chatting to him then as well and he remembered the interview uh but at the same time like whilst I was talking to him I was like but dude you're in a (laughs) in a onesie I can't take this seriously wow that's a pretty good memory out of this so yeah so that was that was a lot of fun with Alfred Mayo that was uh the last year um that we were working together because then that was obviously the next year the pandemic yeah good timing for me so yeah the so the pandemic hit that literally next year so that changed things a lot because obviously in terms of the esports stuff for for what I could do you know the drivers obviously they're involved with you know actually being the star (laughs) doing the the stuff whereas I was you know more about like when it came to like PR you know Mm -hmm. what could we do at events but because there were no events in the pandemic the vibe changed a little bit of what I could actually contribute a little bit so uh thankfully from Veloce's side yeah uh, at the same time like you said great timing that's when quadrant as a concept started being developed a little bit so it was a bit of a pivot of you know you can do out from air stuff but Mm -hmm. we've got this exciting project it's very early on yeah but do you like the sound of it do you want to put faith in the project and obviously I I did I said yes and lo and behold eventually a couple of months down the line from that first conversation we actually launched quadrant then in like November 2020. Wow okay so yeah a lot to unpack so talk to me about quadrant so for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what quadrant is exactly give me a brief overview obviously you've just said you've been involved from pretty much the very start what kind of input have you had into how quadrant is run today right so quadrant is uh formula one driver lando norris's uh company team content how like basically like a, an outlet for him to express himself a bit in a very different way mm-hmm. uh works on like the pillars that he likes in life like gaming lifestyle apparel mm-hmm. um and content basically so quadrant is a group of there's four well f- uh, four of us plus lando and then i guess <laughs> plus, lando. Well. plus Ma- uh, lando and he max tags along. On as well <laughs> um so yeah so there's obviously lando myself uh my two flatmates niran and maria mm-hmm. and then steve as well super gt mm-hmm. uh lando and then of course i think quadrant fans would have seen in the last year or so mm-hmm. um that he's brought in max Futrell, which is one of his best mates obviously former f2 driver as well mm-hmm. um so that's been really cool because obviously you know they're best mates so that's always a fun vibe to, to <laughs> get involved get like a fit, uh, another person in uh, and then we've got ethan as well who's like a warzone stream right now but it started off as just being like a, a content kind of team. You know, you see a lot of these like group channels on YouTube that, you know, have fun creating content. So that was initially like the idea of, you know, we want to make gaming content because of course in that year, Lando was massive on Twitch. Like he was streaming yeah. so much in the in the lockdowns. And I think he got a bit of a cult following <laughs> from that, from all the, the Twitch streams. So we wanted to tap into the fact that Lando like like to game and like to yeah. just stream basically you know very odd for an f1 driver up till now you know sitting an f1 driver have a laugh yeah you know doing i racing or you know doing playing the f1 game with us for example yeah in like the virtual grand prix that we're doing with blockchain not the gp um so trying to tap into that and then as as the months went on obviously since quadrant launched uh lando and you know the team wanted to do more basically so you know he's always very into his like clothes and wanting to designing his own clothes so that's another massive part of quadrant now is mm-hmm. doing these like apparel drops which uh have like you know got a lot of popularity now with his fans especially yeah. like so crazy like how mad they go on like like, like our latest drop for example jet fuel it's coming out 
um in like a week's coming time out, yeah really soon yeah it's coming out in a week's time when we record this and uh but like for the last three months like non-stop on quadrant socials you'll just see like people tweeting like when's the next drop when's really? the next thing wow. they've really bought it they've really bought into clothing from lando and from yeah. quadrant from us yeah. uh which is really cool because obviously like the pieces i think have gone better and better in quality and stuff mm-hmm. like that um but yeah quadrant's just all about lando kind of having a different side of his life away from the f1 to having a bit of fun with it basically and just basically wanting to create some cool content like a lot of group channels obviously i can't say group channels without kind of avoiding like like sidemen for example or you know the beta squad in the uk mm-hmm. for example you know i think in the us group channels are massive as well mm-hmm. so basically that kind of vibe of like just creating content is a cool group basically and yeah. in the way we came about it was obviously myself and niran were actually already in veloce okay yeah, yeah, yeah. signed content creators i was yeah. doing stuff with alfa romeo and niran was just signed to them as a content creator okay i actually was already friends with ria for a couple of years and she was streaming warzone at the time okay and obviously lando also was really into warzone in 2020 he was really into cod so it made sense for her to maybe be part of the team as well okay and then steve came in as well as being just another massive motorsport uh name in gaming because he does mm-hmm. a lot of gran turismo stuff so you mm-hmm. had like myself with f1 him and gran turismo niran was just a massive personality in the <laughs> space for veloce especially like i think if you know veloce you know me and niran as a pairing and like yeah. niran's just such a great character so you just like it just fits so perfectly also in terms of like, having rapport and chemistry on camera yeah to have me and him in the same team and then you tack in the fact that we know ria yeah get on with steve really well steve's got a great like dry british sense of humor and then you've got lando who actually yeah. You know, it's so down to earth actually when we really speak, you know, when you speak to him. Yeah, is, I mean, what's, what's, really... what is Lando like as a, as a boss? As a yeah, as a CEO, <laughs> he's just a bit of a laugh, really. He's really? Just, yeah, sure. he's, he's just really fun. You know, um, I think people can see that already from like interviews and whatnot uh, mm-hmm. of him. But yeah, really well and truly, just yeah, just a nice guy, and we have a good laugh with him. Um, you know, it's kind of odd now to to think about because you know I still we all still watch him on our TV and like. <laughs> you know like see him go like you know 200 miles per hour and do really well in f1 and then like the next week we'll be like you know filming with him and yeah. it's like it's just honestly like chatting to a, a fifth mate yeah. that's why i kind of said like you know for us four plus lander because it's yeah. just a another cool person to, in the group basically but obviously he's the massive f1 driver with a huge pull and then the vibe got even better with um max v trail being brought in because they're best mates so yeah. they're they're kind of almost they joke together like myself and niran might joke together okay um as like bros basically so it adds like a nice rapport and vibe to the whole group basically um but yeah it's just a it's just a cool space yeah. to do stuff in gaming lifestyle and apparel for i think basically. what you said about you all just being friends like it definitely comes out and it makes it mm. makes it so much nicer to watch like when people are actually genuine they like each other that just yeah, brings yeah, so totally. many people in because it's just nice to see it. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. But what's it like? You mentioned you lived with Ria and Niran as well. What do, do you ever find it weird like working and living with your friends and like doing everything with them? Um no, not really. It's, it's actually just quite quite calm, really. Especially with Niran. Like I've lived with Niran <laughs> since 2019. Really? Um, so me and him lived together. Uh, he he moved down from Nottingham and okay. I moved out of my parents' house because I used to live in West London. Now mm-hmm. we both live a bit more central. Um mm-hmm. so he moved down from Nottingham in 2019. We lived together, just me and him in a flat for two years. Mm-hmm. And then Ria wanted to, I think she had finished uni. And then also wanted, she was also living in Nottingham and wanted okay. to move down. 
and that's at the same time as Quadrant was happening. Okay. Um, because initially when Quadrant launched, it was just me and Niran in a, in a different flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 20, I can't even remember now, 2021, May 2021. So about, you know, maybe a year after the idea of Quadrant first started being mentioned. About myself, a year ago now. Yeah, yeah. Myself, Rhea and Niran moved in to a different flat here together. Um, But, you know, it's a fun vibe, especially like, yeah, like I said, with Niran, it's been like nearly well, three and a bit years now. So yeah. it's not got annoying. It's not like weird or anything <laughs> like that. It's not like weird to switch off because yeah. I know it's kind of, it's actually better in a way, especially because we're in the same industry like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I think you can bounce off ideas sometimes, yeah. you know, in the yeah. living room. Like if, I part, if I pass near in the living room, you know, sometimes we'll just start talking about YouTube stuff yeah. and we'll just, you know, the next minute I'll look at my watch and it's been an hour. Yeah we've just been rambling on about youtube and like the nuances of like you know uploading or like the yeah. algorithm or whatever but or, also you know, like with- i feel like when you're around other content creators they get it like they know you're going to be working till like 3 a.m editing this or whatever it is yeah and like you kind of live on kind of similar schedules almost yeah nice. yeah for sure that what you just said there is very much near in vibe of um, really? <laughs> being up till like 3 a.m doing a video or whatever like that i've somehow kept a pretty okay sleep schedule for a really? YouTube oh, fair enough. Um, like usually i'm in bed by like 1 a.m but he's still going at 3 a.m <laughs> a commentary sometimes um but yeah no it works yeah like you say it's just a, it's just a fun vibe and you kind of know yeah how each other works basically yeah. like there's no weirdness about it like i know there's nothing weird like you know even in the middle of this podcast if like um Niren, if i just started hearing him from <laughs> his room because mine and his rooms back onto each other so if i hear him start a commentary it's just not weird to me anymore no. whereas i think if you lived if i lived with someone that didn't do youtube or content creation anyway <laughs> hearing someone that through your bedroom wall like just shouting at a microphone is very odd like you know like i don't know if you've had it even like tiktoks like yeah. in public it's just it's something to get used to like oh, you know, having a phone and being like talking to it i know so, i kind of like always feel really awkward doing it and i'm like you have to like do you stop I, I feel like by now like you and like other other creators like on tiktok they've been doing it for a while now would have got used to that though no? i always say if i can explain to nico hulkenberg like the go best friend video i can do anything <laughs> that gives me, it gives I re- me that was really good that was i really enjoyed that that was really good that he was, was like good. what the fuck am i doing and i was like no you've got to do like you've got to wait and then you've got to be like go best yeah friend. yeah, was like, oh, yeah. it's it's always like that though with like every anyone who doesn't know what tiktok is you just do um, it um you have to explain it like i've got a friend who works in the music industry mm-hmm. and she sometimes has to do tiktoks with um like musicians and they won't know what she's on about like she'll be there like so yeah we're gonna do this tiktok for the uh, for the, the this uh, you know like this trend yeah and she'll have to you know stand there and explain to this singer like so <laughs> we're gonna wait a couple of seconds and then on this cue we're gonna say we're gonna mouth this it's jokes this. Yeah, it's, it's all good a, fun isn't it yeah, no, it's just a laugh though. Yeah, it's great content. But um, um, yeah, it's it's always yeah, it's always been a good vibe, really. I've never really had an issue living with fellow content creators. I think maybe the only negative you can maybe say in retrospect is like maybe switching off sometimes yeah. is maybe not there exactly because I guess mm-hmm. if you had someone working uh, like a you know more normal nine to five job after five, they're switched off. Yeah. Whereas with us, you know. I could wake up at nine and start mm-hmm. working. Then Niran could wake up at 12 mm-hmm. and he'll start working. And that means yeah. even when I'm done with my day, I'm still surrounded by people working. Yeah. And so it kind of almost is like, oh, maybe I should do some other little editing, editing mm-hmm. bits and whatnot. So um, 
yeah. there's pros and cons but i don't really see the cons from the in, inside out but for sure i think other people maybe sometimes point out to me like i know my girlfriend definitely points that out to me a lot oh, really? like you need to relax more <laughs> or stuff like that i guess that's why circling back to the whole how do i do daily uploads it's because i'm very obsessed with my job i love my job oh, so much. that's the best so, kind of like thing yeah exactly say, yeah but um but of course you know obviously uh you need to find a balance you know balance is good so uh, I think you know people like her or just my friends in my life help me find that balance because they pull me away like no we're gonna go out tonight where we're gonna not do video work and whatever you just have to leave it behind yeah exactly yeah yeah but (laughs) in general it's a great vibe it's like almost the way I best sum up is it's like living in uni still which is oh fair okay everyone's trying to everyone's trying to get that you yeah, have exactly. to share some of your secrets and how you like stay so <laughs> positive and happy. I love it. Um, well, talking about how much you love your job, talking about Quadrant. I mean, you do everything. Congrats. You are very multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you game, you yeah. comment, commentate, do commentary. Yes. Yeah. Comment- yeah, you yeah edit, commentary. You run social media accounts. Like what's, what's the ultimate goal or are you just kind of like I'm going to see where this takes me it is it's quadrant forever do um, you think well we're, okay so to the the two different points so in terms of what the ultimate goal for me is um I don't there's yeah there's not really a set goal per se like mm-hmm. every year once a year ends I'll always look to try and better myself that year yeah you know whether it's with like YouTube like you know trying to do you know like big just like bigger things where it, yeah. whether it be you know specific ideas like oh like this is really cool idea i want to do or yeah you know let's say going back to like that whole storyline thing i want to make a better storyline for the next game mm-hmm. and like make it you know almost like a tv show make a better series the next time around or you know just do better performance wise like you know with views or like subscribers or whatever mm-hmm. like that obviously i think for f1 youtube we're very we're a very niche genre compared to other gaming sectors like fortnite call of duty you know behemoths in comparison yeah. so we do not have a dedicated f1 gaming youtuber that's at 1 million subscribers yet so really? that's always a that's always an ever big goal of ours like you've got okay. like wtf1 getting there but yeah they do irl content yeah, i don't really yeah, cast yeah. them as in the same genre as myself and like okay. let's say tim emotic uh like we'll just do f1 gaming so yeah the biggest creator on the platform is ben at the moment with okay. like 600 and 80,000 subscribers okay and then I'm like uh like 50k behind them or whatever like that so we've come up together which has been quite nice to be fair Damn. um so yeah so that that goal I guess of getting the elusive uh like what's it called like that gold gold plaque thing that you get yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you yeah the gold YouTube plaque that I guess that's like a driving force of that'll okay. be such a sick milestone to get but I know myself I'm so like obsessed with just doing more and more that once I get to that it'll just be the next thing and the next thing so I, I, there's not really an end goal I don't yeah. actually think there should be an end goal because yeah. the journey should be the the, the, the fun of it <laughs> so it. <laughs> I just enjoy what I do basically and especially with like things like TikTok like I've only started doing that like halfway through last year yeah so it's a very new thing so I've actually had a lot of pleasure of like finding a different creative outlet you know because it's such different content so mm-hmm. I do a new like YouTube like if someone found me on TikTok and they didn't know what I did on YouTube I think they'd be very surprised yeah about the style of video it is because TikTok most of my TikToks are comedic or they're based on yeah just making a funny edit or whatever whereas my YouTube videos are mostly quite you know serious trying to immerse you in like this story of like F1 gaming and whatever yeah. so it's uh it's been really nice to just find these new little platforms that pop up and you know find a way to work and then with Quadrant 
I don't know. Quart- I wouldn't say quadrants forever because what is forever really? Um, oh, but in terms true. of in terms of what we're doing and what we're trying to build, yeah, I, I, I think we'll myself and all, all of us involved, the, the four originals, and then like you know Max and Lando, um, I think we'll be there for 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 a while trying to build something as big as we can because i think we had a fantastic first year mm-hmm. doing like weekly content but that was a lot easier in lockdown because yeah. um obviously there was nothing to do you know <laughs> us four weren't going out lando didn't have any racing so yeah. it was easy to do a video a week whereas now yeah. lando's you know obviously doing the whole season it's uh the season's only getting longer and longer as well bless yeah, him. So, <laughs> yeah so uh it's uh maybe a little bit harder so i think fans will maybe recently see we maybe put out a little bit less content yeah. on the channel but it's just evolving with how Lando's life has evolved and also our own as well, because we've all got our individual YouTube channels or Twitch streams to, yeah. to keep up. So doing a little bit less content, but we're trying to do more interesting things with, with the content. Like, for example, like you know, recently, that, um, me and Rhea got a chance to go over to Monaco to Lando's yeah. new place to mm-hmm. build him a setup. So things like that, where it's a very different kind of uh, leveling up of like the video content rather than just doing like a gaming yeah, video yeah, where it's yeah. like virtual trying to level it up a bit with a production value and whatnot so i think just trying to build the production value up to a yeah. point where you watch the video and even if you don't you know even even if you're maybe not a lando fan you're just an f1 fan mm-hmm. some of the ideas might be like cool enough that you're like oh that's a sick video idea you know like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah as an f1 fan even if i don't know quadrant if i don't know you guys mm-hmm. it's a sick f1 based idea that might be you know a bit of a banger let's say let's say like uh like niran starred in that uh training like lando for a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's like that's done like insane numbers like, i think like over like well over like 1.5 million now views wow so kind of videos like that where it's like hopefully building like these blockbuster videos that it was the it, it was the thumbnail the thumbnail is um the thumbnail, it's, yeah it's the, a gem. That, neck, that neck thing is um ridiculous like Niren have was you tried it about it no i have not tried your it next. but Niren, Niren described it the, the, to me of that thing pulling your neck sideways and... <laughs> with me it would just like pull my whole body i would just be like oh, yeah, oh. yeah yeah and you try and you try and like have a straight face you were saying but you just can't keep a straight face so it made for a great thumbnail for his stupid mug on like the on the, <laughs> the right hand side i think with lando as well so oh, that was great i love it i love yeah, it what? With, yeah with, yeah with quadrant it's just yeah trying to level it up basically um and then in terms of what i know the the team in the office have big ambitions for the apparel as well because like i said it seems like people are really buying into these drops and they're really liking the idea so i think it's just you know as we go on i think with apparel because we start from scratch it takes Mm -hmm. a while to build up that kind of you know you need to find the right supplier you need to get a good design team and you know find the cost effective way of you know building out that business so it's also about them trying to slowly build that up as well um and also that allows lando to also like be a bit creative then in that department you know away from his like helmet designs that's another area where he is a as an individual could maybe a bit be a bit creative with his Mm -hmm. designs and also get our input as well um and then i just think just see how it goes with you know the content and yeah. our fans and just see you know what kind of content do they want to see yeah what does lando want to maybe make in the future what does his life look like away from f1 and how does that you know blend into quadrant basically so yeah. i think we keep on our feet though because i think in this industry you just have to be very ready to yeah like to just go with change it. go with the flow. so there's no real i think the longest term planning for us as a team is maybe the year basically okay. like maybe okay. planning like in a couple of months like oh what grand prix do we want to do or you know what kind of event do you want to do for example or what apparel yeah. we're going to do so it's no, uh, no, i, I mean, think one year one year it's really cool how it just follows his life so closely 
I did, that's mm. something I definitely didn't realize about Quadrant previously. Um, that's sick. And also I was going to ask, obviously you went to Silverstone and did that amazing like Quadrant takeover. Are you going to be yes. doing something similar this year? I don't think we're doing a grandstand because I think we're like, we're ticked off the grandstand, but okay. we are going to go to Silverstone <laughs> and we do want to do some sort of other big video where we try and get fans <laughs> involved or just have a presence there basically. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully we're doing something or other that um comes out in a good video basically. But yeah, that was, that was a really cool experience. Um, It was very surreal seeing like, uh, so I can't remember what the what grandstand was it? I think it was the grandstand at Cops. So okay. the old turn one. Okay. And it was very, yeah, surreal at the uh, once we had done the video and filmed the video the last bit was getting everyone to like wave quadrant flags yeah so yeah <laughs> that so, was uh, sick yeah so for anyone who hadn't seen the video yet uh, go watch it by the way but um basically it was a video where we tried to persuade quadrant fans to come to a specific grandstand on friday practice and we had as they came in you basically had like me and niran with like a microphone <laughs> going like like fans like come here here's a flag go up there go you know sit next to people with the flag and we all yeah. got this little group with these quadrant flags which were fluoro <laughs> and uh, at, for the end of the video like the hero shot of the video we had to film them kind of waving them wow and there's just one clip that one of our social media managers got she was right at the back of the grandstand so we were at the front because our videographer was getting like a photo for the thumbnail that's okay. actually in the thumbnail of like okay. us at the front and then every fan behind us. Mm -hmm. But our social media manager, she was at the back <laughs> of the grandstand. And that view of just seeing a wave of like flags being waved as a car went by wow. was just so, so cool. So um, yeah, we want to make more moments like that, hopefully. And just meeting fans, you know, so that was yeah. crazy, especially after the year we had of yeah. no fans. Um, so that was mad because I remember Goodwood was the first event we did. Oh, really? That was, um, that was one of the first pilot events in the uk yeah for like uh no like masks or social distancing yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so it's very very that was really surreal because i walked in i was like this this doesn't feel safe this feels, this feels <laughs> really weird this feels really odd this is the first time like a year and a bit i've been in a in a singular place where there's thousands of people yeah, yeah. and they're just walking about and they know who like, you are <laughs> well yeah i wouldn't say every thousand people know but um uh, yeah so goodwood was cool cool and then yeah we went to silverstone Damn. and that was just mental that was yeah. crazy like going to the game the we did like a takeover of the fan zone mm -hmm. of um so the fan zone at silverstone they have like that line of like simulators mm -hmm. and they just like you know usually let people just rock up and race them yeah um but we booked in a slot with f1 to take it over basically okay. and do like a quadrant takeover so it was like niran ria steve and I think Max also joined us as well mm -hmm. um, on the simulators. And then we got some fans to join them as well. And then I had the mic and I was just waffling on the microphone, commentating. And we had like a bit of a crowd going. So that was very, very cool. Um, and it's just That's moments sick. like that where it's like pinch me moments, like yeah. for sure. Like we've all obviously, we all know how like so passionate, awesome our fans are. Yeah. And like how sick it's been. But like moments like that, when you actually see it like tangibly in person. I agree. So I think it would be so, so different mad. to see like numbers on your socials. Like it's like wow in itself. Yeah, yeah. But then I can't imagine having that many people actually in front of you being like, Yeah, you don't really cool. Like, look what we've built. That's insane. Yeah, you don't realize like, you know, that was, you know, maybe it's Silverstone. That was like only a, you know, 
a couple of hundred, I say only a couple of hundred, but in comparison to like, you know, like you yeah. might say, like the numbers on social media, like, yeah. you know, thousands of people watching a TikTok yeah, yeah. Or, a, or a YouTube video or whatever. And you maybe just think, okay, that's really cool. But yeah, yeah you like really actually, if you actually kind of pictured it like in front of you, like, oh, oh, oh God, there's actually a lot of people here. <laughs> oh, damn. That's sick. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple of um, F1 questions to round up. Sure. I'm going to do a little game of F1 opinion or fact. So I'm going to tell you some kind of opinion. You're going to tell me whether you think it's opinion or fact. Okay. Okay. Right. We're going to right, start okay. off with <laughs> a classic, which is that Carlos Sainz is overrated. Oh, that, well, that's, that's just an opinion. That's an, that's an opinion. That's, that, do you think? That's, okay. That's an opinion. That's an Fair. opinion. All right. I think, okay. uh, I think, um, I, I I I personally think that obviously this year so far Leclerc's had the, had the measure of him basically, but yeah. last year I think he very much proved that he is one quick man. He's mm-hmm. a consistent man, mm-hmm. and maybe just you know a case of bedding in for this season. And I, I I have hopes that he can be right up there, annoying Charles in that kind of way. Um, there. So I I, I say that's an opinion. I think it's fat. I don't think he's overrated. All right, Williams won't make a comeback. Oh, I, 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 at this point, at this stage, with all the facts we have to, to see, I think that's a fact. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make a comment. Okay, first. <laughs> all right. There are too many races on the calendar and more shouldn't be added. That is a fact. I, I think agree. that's a fact. I agree. I, there's, there, I, I like the vibe of 19 races. The vibe. When I, when I first started watching F1, it was 16. And then we got to 19 at like 2010. Oh, and that like was 23. Re- it's like, what? And that, yeah, 19 was a really good vibe. 23. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting tired by the season of my own sport. Like it's just a lot. Like I know people, and I, I tweet about this when uh, you know when uh, you saw that quote of Stefano Domenicali saying mm-hmm. oh, we could have 25. Oh, he was like, and, let's have 30, and I was like, Stefano, yeah, like let's chill. Like, what, yeah, what are you on about? I don't know what he's smoking over there. But, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I tweeted about it, and I had quite a few people be like, "Oh no, no, it'd be great, you know, you're not an F1 fan, mm-hmm. you don't want to see more F1." Well, like think about football, we have that every week, but I'm like, it's not the same though. Like a Grand Prix, a singular Grand Prix, yeah. is a very different vibe to a singular football match. I'm not yeah. saying, you know, f- football is. I'm into football as well. For a football match, I can just get as passionate about as a Grand Prix. Okay, I'm not knocking that, but like the the grandeur of a Grand Prix is like so high because of all that faff they do at the start and after it and everything they bring to the races yeah like the amount of like the amount the 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 city or like the place that they come to changes just because of this one event (laughs) is crazy um and then it's also just like just having too much of something just dilutes it like it makes it less special and you know a grand prix win a grand prix win let's say 25 points that 25 points becomes less valuable yeah. if you have more and more races basically yeah. so i think it's a fact i don't think we need more races in fact i think we need to do some trimming of some and just get kind f1 of, to the gym get them to lose a couple of, yeah, couple of races maybe a trimming maybe a trim of the calendar because i'm not knocking like more like countries coming into the calendar yeah. i definitely think we need like a race in Africa for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And then the South African Grand Prix, I think Kyle Army, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. If that circuit was upgraded, that would be a great, I've done that uh, track for a, for a, a video oh, um, really? on, a, on, a, on a game and it's a really fun track. So if they okay. actually upgraded it to 
uh, safety rating that was good enough for F1. I think it'd be yeah. a great circuit. Um, and obviously we've had like Las Vegas now announced. And I'm one of those ones that I like Las Vegas as a location. That's going to be pretty cool. Have you been to Vegas before? I've never been. Okay, I've never next been. year. I should, we'll go. <laughs> I should go to Vegas. Yeah, should go. But um, you know, people knock that as well. But I'm like, I'm all for more tracks coming. I just think yeah. we need maybe. I don't think we. Uh, it's not a bad thing to have like rotation, like you know. Yeah, that's like the, like the German Grand Prix. Sadly, well, for one, we need a German Grand Prix back. I yeah. don't know why we don't have one. Yeah. But that was rotated uh, between Nurburgring and Hockenheim for mm-hmm. like a couple of years. Um, in like the 2010s, that was a, that, that that worked. That worked. You know, I'll each year it. it's like, oh, it's the German Grand Prix, but it's a different track. Yeah, yeah, not bad. You know what? What? What's? Uh, what's the shame of having one year? Like, oh, we've got the German Grand Prix, the Hungarian Grand Prix, and the Belgian one, and the next year it's a different run. It's the the, the South African Grand Prix to yeah. the you know Italian Grand Prix instead to you know Singapore, or whatever. You know, I know obviously there's traditions of like this is a staple. And we can have those, like Monaco, I guess, is a controversial yeah. staple yeah. in the calendar. So we can have staples, but I think there's a couple of, you know, decent number of races in there that I think they get swapped out every other year, you know? Yeah, maybe one kind of US fun. Grand Prix. I mean, are we going to have like five in the next like two years? Yeah, that's a bit That's a bit mad. I think five would be killing it a bit. I, I think three is cool. I think three is cool because okay. you have you have it covered now, don't you? Because you have... They're all Las different Vegas, vibes. We've got the Las Miami Vegas, vibe. Yeah, Las Vegas though is like West Coast. Yeah. You've got Miami East Coast, and then Texas is in the middle, sort of. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My geography I think, is. Um... I think that. I think that's because. Um. I think. I think Austin's pretty much central, kind of. It's maybe a little bit more towards east. Okay. But we've got a good spread. That's at least what or how I see it of the spread of around America. So <laughs> I think they've got a road trip. I think, yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they've got a good spread, but five would be. A bit of a madness, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, European fans would go crazy, like, oh, I why is there five in the US? <laughs> I know. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you one last question, which is, who's your money on? Who is it on for the world champion Ooh. in 2022? My money is on... My money's on Charles Leclerc. I think he's going to do it. I think okay. he's going to do it. And, that, and that's going to go against what I literally said myself in my predictions video on YouTube. But you've because... got to cover all bases. On YouTube, yeah. it's someone else. <laughs> yes, and on this podcast, if I get quoted on this one... See, no, I've come like, yeah, I've come like, so now when someone asks me later in the year, yeah, I'll show them a clip of my YouTube channel if Max wins it. I see. And I'll show them a clip of this podcast <laughs> if they, if Leclerc wins it. I've covered it all. But, right. um, no, it's because in my video, so many other creators like Tomo and everyone, mm-hmm. they all say, they all got on the Leclerc train. They're, they're all Everyone's on the Leclerc train at the moment. I think it's sold yeah, out. Yeah, which is, which is fair. It's because he, you know, he's driving very well and the fry yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought, I think though, it's going to be a great, hopefully, mm-hmm. season-long battle between him and Max. Agreed. So I just thought, for the sake of difference in that video, I'll say Max, but I could easily see it go down to like the wire of a couple of points between yeah, those two. Fair. At that point, can you really pick between the two? No, not right now. At that point, we'll, we'll bring the podcast back if, if he wins. Exactly, yeah. But I'll, I'll go Leclerc because um, he's definitely proven for the first two races that... One, he's, he's very handy in that Ferrari. And mm-hmm. um, I know he didn't win at Jeddah, but he seems to be able to race Max really yeah. well without it blowing up in their faces. So yeah. that's going to be a very good attribute for later in the year when I it agree. maybe gets more tense. Maybe. I think also just as a driver, he seems so different. Yeah. He seems so much calmer. He seems way more confident. And I think that's where Carlos could will over the season will develop as well into someone who feels completely comfortable in the car. And that's, I think, when it's going to get really interesting as well. 
yeah, I think it'll be interesting if there's any uh, ever a point where Ferrari maybe like aren't like comfortably there though. And yeah. then that's when really we'll see, you know, you see you see it with Hamilton sometimes when the pressure's on, that's when you really see what, what they're made of. And someone yeah. like Hamilton still makes it work, still yeah. makes it through. Um, you know, if it wasn't for that, you know, very annoying safety guard timing and not coming yeah. in, he would have been onto a flyer, a great comeback really mm-hmm. for qualifying. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's when you're going to see it maybe poke Leclerc in the same way. Maybe poke Max last season. You know, I think yeah. you saw Max last year at the end of it um, in the last couple of races, you know, drive with a lot of, you know, real aggression and desperation yeah. almost yeah. to win a championship. And that may happen to Leclerc. And it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of driver he is when he has that desperation. Yeah, of, you know, fair. I'm here now. Um, <laughs> but you asked me, what do you, what would you reckon for the championship? Are you saying Leclerc as well or, or someone else? At the moment, I'd say Leclerc. Yeah. I don't know, but then I'm like, is a Max just like a one a one hit wonder? Also, do we think there are just too many drivers? Lando being a great example of like they're all like the next world champion, but who really is the next see, world champion? See that 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 just happens though in like F1. There's so many yeah, like true. waves of like generation. There's so when Hamilton was coming through, there's so many next world yeah, champions, and then he's and he was like, fuck it, them all. seven times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like when, when Hamilton was coming on and like really breaking into scene, you know, you had like Button who had won a championship yeah. in 09. Alonso is still very much in the conversation of a two-time champion who's still very much there, moved to Ferrari. Yeah. And then, you know, it's as much as a great driver Alonso is, yeah. fantastic. It just hasn't won another championship. And but do you may, think that's you know, going to happen to Max? To Max, no. I don't really? think Max okay. will. I okay. think Max, unless Red Bull really cock it up let's yeah, say fair. in terms of their car uh i think max will be here staying fighting for a championship um for years to come i think Damn. i think he'll be one of those i think he'll be a staple i think leclerc yeah. will be a staple as long as ferrari give him the car yeah compared to red bull ferrari's a bigger if if they give him the car yeah yeah yep. year to year ferrari fluctuates quite a lot red bull mm-hmm. quite stable actually and it's quite impressive to be fair how stable they've been of yeah. being there in the conversation i guess yeah. and then with like george you know, sometimes it happens like this, you know, George, let, you know, so much hype was around George going to Mercedes and then, guy. All, yeah, all the marbles fall into place apart from the car not being there. And it happens in F1. It annoyingly happens a lot where yeah. all the stars align for you to be like the next world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this and year they just have the car's just not there. Yeah, agree. It happened to Hamilton, you know, in, in the McLaren days. Yeah. You know, we thought, oh, Lewis and, and Button, this is going to be a great partnership mm-hmm. to fight for the championship. And then even for, even for Button, for neither of them, yeah. it just wasn't quite the finished article. And yeah. that might be the case for Mercedes. And obviously in the case of like Lando right now, it's frustrating to see where McLaren is. Yeah, it's painful for sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think me and Niran were watching the race at Bahrain and it was it was a lot of pain. It was a lot of really? pain because I don't really, you know, obviously I don't I don't support a team per se. Okay. Um, like I maybe do like a football team or mm-hmm. like, you know, because I, I used to support Jensen Button. So I like it's okay. like a die okay. as like a diehard fan, like literally like a fanboy. And then really? when he retired. And then when he retired, yeah, I used to like literally, I used to care about nothing about, apart from him on the timing level <gasps> and like, all that stuff. Like I had like, you know, merch. I literally have one of his mini mini helmets. Oh my God. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Did so it, did it make was, it as far as like an Instagram fan page? Tell me. Um, No, no, not okay. that much. Not that much. You made as far as like, I literally couldn't say a word to him when I met him once and just wanted a photo. And I was like, a, <laughs> like usually for context, I'm really like not fussed about meeting famous people. Okay. I'm very like, kind of like, oh, that's cool. He's there. But I won't okay. go up for a photo, mm-hmm. like ever. I just won't. I'm just not that kind of person. Okay. But for Jensen Button, I was like, 
Oh my god, he's in the room. I need to go get a photo with him. Um, oh. And I just couldn't get my words out. And then uh, ever since he retired, I just watched F1 as a neutral. Okay. Um, which has been great as a content creator because it means I don't care who wins, really. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see a good race and a good championship. You're just watching for the post show, for the post race show with Jensen. Just for vibes, just for vibes. Yes, and his commentary at Jeddah. I'm just there for vibes, like every race. I just want a good race. Obviously, now that I actually know personally Lando, Mm -hmm. I Mm want to see him do well. When he was bursting onto the scene, obviously he was like, "Oh, this new up and coming British driver." Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool to see him do well. I'll support him. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, I have like my favorites of like I like to see Leclerc do well, like see Gasly do well. Um, mostly because of uh, it's going to sound a bit nerdy, but because in my F1 game series, they've become quite well known for like, oh, really? being, uh, like, like fighting me consistently in these like races and stuff. Okay. So even my viewers will know that I've got like a little affiliation with these drivers, like okay. in, the, in the series. So that kind of bled over to like, oh, I want them to do well in, the, yeah. in real life. Uh, and then obviously with Lando then knowing him personally now, obviously now I'm kind of like, oh, I want him to see, I want him to do well, obviously. Um, so it's a weird one though, because it's, um, Obviously, he's committed to McLaren, yeah, and he believes in them for a long time. And, yeah, he believes in them, but you know the thing is, like, I, I think that he's thought out, and his him and his team have thought out about that yeah. what McLaren can give him. And I think, yeah. to be honest, and I've seen it with him in person. It's just, it's a good environment for him. He like really okay. likes okay. McLaren as an environment. So I think um, at the moment it's not great, but McLaren's a team that always you know, comes back through. They've had difficult yeah. periods before. Yeah. I, yeah. I know well and truly because the end of Button's years were, let me tell you, very painful as a super fan to watch that <laughs> Honda era was very, very painful. Yeah. Um. So I, I've been there in terms of the fan and yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I'm here now knowing Lando as and seeing school, yeah. that's obviously frustrating, but he believes in the team. And so I'm backing them to to hopefully come back through. And yeah. I think eventually we will see. I I I I believe we'll see Lando fighting right up there. I agree. Um, but at the same time, F1's a cruel sport. It's not yeah. a fairy tale sport. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone can win. Like you said, not everyone can win a championship. Mm-hmm. So as much as there may be like what were like four young guns or like you know I've lost count now because you have to like count maybe Alvin <laughs> in there and other people. I don't know. But then the, the new gen. The, the, yeah, Gasly, the Twitch gen or whatever like that <laughs> of uh, drivers. Um, there's so many, like you said. So yeah. there's only one can win it. So people, it's tough. you know. I mean, it's I, tough, I, it's I, I rate his it's commitment to McLaren, to be honest. I do. Yeah. Sticking with the team through the good and the bad. You hope that the bad will pay off and that the good will come. Yeah, of course, I, of course, I see course. it for him. But um, yeah, talking about Gasly quickly. Do you think he's going to be signed to Red Bull this season? Oof, no, I, I don't really? think so. I don't think so. And I hope not. For his career yeah. sake, I hope not. I hope for not. His, I really uh, hope not. I it doesn't really seem hope... like the best environment for him, to be honest. No, He's going to be just, a number I... two driver to Max. Yeah. And I, I, it's a case of also for the Red Bull car, it's so built around Verstappen in yeah. terms of, uh, you know, Perez is a great driver. Yeah. Really great driver. And you've seen it this year, actually. This mm-hmm. is a good case in point, actually. Of, I think this year you're seeing more of Perez of his skill. Yeah. And his colleagues are getting, well, from because, what we've seen, slightly better. Because it's a clean slate. It's yeah. the first year they built this car, whereas last it, before that era of the V6 era, mm-hmm. that car has gone through so many iterations of Max's feedback. <laughs> like, it's a car that Max loves, but even like a drive like Perez, yeah. it's a very different driving style. And so yeah. he actually adapts to the car, not necessarily the car adapts to him. Whereas mm-hmm. this year, clean slate, both of them putting info in, 
it's maybe a bit more of a level playing field. And yeah. you're seeing that with Perez getting pole and whilst yeah. Max was, well, quote unquote, floundering in P4, really, it mm-hmm. seemed like, and then came back through <laughs> the race, obviously. Uh, and, you know, RIP, it could have been Perez's win, to be honest, yeah. easily, without yeah. the safety car. So I think Gasly, I think by the time he would get in a Red Bull, let's say next year or in two years' time, yeah. it would be the same vibe of it would be geared towards Max enough where yeah. I don't th- I think Max and Pierre clearly have very different driving styles if you mm-hmm. compare compare how they did in that 20 was it 19 car whatever mm-hmm. very very mm-hmm. different driving styles and the Alpha Tower just suits Gasly so much in terms of his driving style yeah clearly like he can take that car to places where he wouldn't take a Red Bull to but then ironically. it's like obviously you want to see Gasly in like a championship winning yeah. car. Yeah, so I think but then for him, it's, I don't know. It's tricky, I think the isn't best. It? I think the best thing for him, I really hope, is that he leaves the whole Red Bull family. Yeah. And goes okay. elsewhere. Okay. I hope. Mercedes. Um, I would have. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen so many. I've seen. I didn't get this though. I've seen a lot. That's of my prediction. Really, I've seen a lot of people hype his move to to Mercedes. Yes. I'm like. I'm like, but where's the connect? I don't see where the dots are of connecting him to Merck because I see some dots for Alpine because they're French or a French outfit. That would make more sense uh, to me. But then but Oscar Merck? Piastri and Ocon at true, Alpine. True, true. I don't know. George, come on, George Russell and Pierre Gasly. I think also, I mean, maybe a lot of it's to do with because uh, I've seen a lot of people fascinated with uh, like Pierre and Lewis having like a good friendship or whatever really? or like Pierre like I, I see it all the time like, on my Twitter it's like all just like these random tweets about oh like Lewis has tagged Pierre in an Instagram post oh. or Pierre's like specifically gone up to him and like you know fist pumped him or whatever and so like people like really forcing like this like good friendship or whatever which I'm sure is maybe there or whatever and like Gas always compliments Lewis on his achievements or whatever. Yeah. Like that. So maybe yeah. that's the link. I don't know. That gets them on the Mercedes hype train. Might be a um, bit tenuous. I'm not sure. There is also maybe, obviously yeah. the Lewis Daniel. Do you see his Instagram today? Yeah, yeah. Avocado and ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gasly. Yeah, I I, I really back him, and yeah. uh, it was it's a shame to see him have that downward trajectory but he's bounced back really well and um i think for his sake i hope he can get out of that red bull family but who am i to say maybe maybe for him personally he still backs himself to get in a red bull and do well man if he does fair play to him personally like if he wants to do that well we shall see we shall see thank you so much for coming on it's been absolutely lovely chatting to you and hopefully i'll see you soon Hopefully so, hopefully so. <laughs> well, that was honestly so much fun. Arava, thank you for coming on the podcast. He was a dream guest. It was really cool to hear all his insights into Quadrant, into the gaming and esports world. And Arava, that picture of meeting Kimi Raikkonen in a monkey onesie will stay with me for the rest of my life, even though it didn't even happen to me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, head over to my socials at Lissy McIntosh on TikTok and Instagram and let me know what you thought. I can't wait to talk to you guys soon and as ever, have an amazing week. Lots of love.